Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you are tuned in today, this is an extra special episode of the Daniel Teachers Experience, episode number 17. I am joined by my one and only, that's my one and only friend. That sounds kind of sad. <laughs> what I meant to say, how professional, by the one and only Yogi. Yogi, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing, Daniel? After that super professional intro, I feel great. I feel like that really set the tone. <laughs> It's very comfortable. You're like easing. You're breaking the ice. It's good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Yogi. Thank you very much. So, uh, Yogi, listen, I can't not talk about this. You know, through this whole quarantine thing, everyone's cooped up at home. What are you doing to stay busy? Ooh, um, so the first couple of weeks are actually really tough for me. Slowly getting and adjusted to um, being at home all the time, especially being a social butterfly. So like, especially when my whole life is around um, going out or like just walking outside, being with people and being surrounded and having to be confined to like four walls and in a house with, with people, right? I mean, with my roommates. So it's been tough adjusting, but third week onwards, it's been good. Like you finally get like a schedule going, you kind of find motivations and you have to do things like, his due dates are coming up and, you know. Totally, totally. So over time, it gets a little bit easier to deal with, huh? Just like the repetition over and over again. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But um, I started exercising, so I guess that's good. And starting my day off early, like you mentioned, um, productivity looks different on everyone, right? So um, for me, like, I feel I'm more productive in the morning, so I tend to wake up a little bit earlier and start my day off earlier, so I have more daytime, because I love the sun, so I try to make use of as much sunlight I can, you know? That sounds incredible, Yogi. Heck yeah. Now, how early are we talking? Sorry? How, how early do you wake up? Oh, 8.30 or 8.45, nothing yeah. earlier than that. I don't think I can ever, yeah. I need my good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Of course, of course. So first thing, so let's let's keep talking about you, Yogi. You're the fun one here. So yeah, yeah I mean it. So you wake up. What, what's the first thing that you do? Um, when I wake up, I go and brush my teeth and wash my face. That's the first thing. Before, it depends. If I'm thirsty, I normally drink some water. Or if not, I just brush my teeth and wash my face just to get the day started. I feel fresh. It's a new day, new chances, new everything. You know? Amazing. I completely know, my friend. I completely know. Now, Yogi, my friend, for someone who's feeling a little bit, let's say, static, who, you know, like, let's say if you're going to school, right, you kind of know what day of the week it is because you're like, oh, if it's Monday, I have these two classes. You know, if it's Thursday, I have those two classes. For someone who kind of feels like uh, a lack of motivation or they just, they don't really have anything to do in their day. They feel, they feel like they're, they're not being productive at all. What kind of advice could we give them? Ooh, um... That's a very good question, and it's very personalized, you know. For me, I would say having a journal, having a journal, setting some daily goals, like being very specific about it. Because when we say goals, we just be like, oh, I just want to get this exercise. I mean, I just want to exercise today, or I just want to eat healthy today. But what is it that you're going to eat healthy? Like, what kind of exercises are you going to do? Do you get what I mean? Mm, brilliant. So getting really specific. Yeah, because I, th I think that's what I personally, I, I just get carried away. I'm like, okay, yeah, goal time, exercise, eat healthy, um, finish, this finish an assignment, you know, just within the day. But like, it's never like, okay, I have to do sit-ups or I have to do um, some bicycle crunches, three sets or 
two two sets or whatever it is and like I have my broccoli or like cauliflower today and like tomorrow is like green beans or something along those lines. That is so brilliant, Yogi. I love that you pointed that out because I've definitely had times where I go, oh, I have to work out today. And then, you know, I might do like five push-ups, and I'll be like, well, does that count? Right? Because I never specified. Does it mean 20-minute workout? Does it mean do 10 push-ups? So I think you absolutely nailed it. Exactly. I mean, it's all about being specific, you know? Like even when, like, for example, like your courses too, like you, you go to university and you're like, oh, I'm going to get a bachelor's in psychology. But what courses are you going to do? Like, what's, which stream are you going to go to? So it kind of breaks down like that. And I guess university is a good step. Like, it helps you break down. Do you get what I mean? Oh, definitely, Yogi, definitely. I think it's really good at just starting off vague and then you get more and more specific into, you know, like just like how you said, right, the area of psychology and, and read the specificity. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yogi, what's your favorite thing about uh, university? Ooh, um, for me, it's my social circle. It's about friends mm-hmm. and the courses that I'm in and how intrigued I am with the courses. Because sometimes, like, for me, I find that we have to take certain courses so you can get a little bit of like, oh, I'm being forced to take this course or it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. But then like, if you have your friends in them, it's like motivation. Do you get what I, it's like you have your friends, they support you guys and like, you keep each other up to, up to date with everything. And It's a whole lot easier to get through, huh? Like they yeah, keep you going. Good. Yeah. I would completely agree, my friend. I would completely agree. It's awesome knowing that, you know, you have a few people who you can talk to, whether it's just about assignments or homework and, you know, they they don't just sympathize, but they can empathize because likely they have the same assignments and they have the same, you know, exams and essays and tests. Mm -hmm. How um, how has the uh, the online stuff been for you, the transition going from in-face like lectures to online? Do you prefer it? Well, what do you like about it and what what do you dislike about it? For me... I prefer face-to-face in whatever I can do. I prefer face-to-face in person. At least you have, it's very personal. I wouldn't say personal, but like it's in person. So like if you have any questions or like the professor's right there, you don't have to wait like, for example, six hours to get a reply. Do you get what mm-hmm, I mean? Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. And so when I shifted online, it was, it was something new for me, something I had to adjust myself to and find that comfort in doing that. But I think with, with all the resources that we got from university, it helped us a lot. And the professors have been really kind. They, they eased us into it. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, okay, I understand it's tough, but you have, to, um, you have to slowly get into it. Like, this is how you do. We're using this software today or we're using this, um, the Blackboard Collaborative that we use, or Zoom, for example. And with that, I feel like the first couple of lectures in, you get used to it, and it becomes like a fun online classroom, like e-learning. And and, and I feel like it kind of gives a platform for students to ask more questions, because it's online and it's not in person, where everyone, you feel everyone is just like looking at you, like, or am I asking the right question, you know? Oh, totally. It's a huge different experience than in a, you know, 200 class lecture hall. You stick up your hand and you see everyone turn towards you like, oh, God, <laughs> rather than just commenting something on a post. That is a very, very good way to look at it. Exactly. How do you find it, though? I, I would completely agree with you, Yogi, in the sense that I, I love, you know, being face to face. And I mean, it's just, it's just a difference to it, right? Just the atmosphere and, and the mood and being able to go to office hours is something else. 
However, if I do have to look at the positive in a negative situation, which I'm quite fond of doing, it would be, you know, and, and I don't mean to say this in terms of uh, complaining, but it's just, you know, how like, even like going to school is tedious. What I mean by that is, you know, like getting on the bus, right, going to one class, having to just hang out on campus for an hour, going to other class, going on the bus again. One thing that I've really liked about the online courses at the moment are, for example, I can just wake up like yourself at 8.30, whenever I like, have a nice breakfast, nice and relaxed, go sit in front of the desktop in like a comfy shirt and my joggers on. And really, you know, what I found myself doing studying for our, our um, psychology exam is as I'm reading this, there isn't that voice in my head that goes, oh, Daniel, you better skim read because you have, you know, this to work on and that to work on. You got to go to class. You got to go catch the next bus. There's a little bit of me that says, oh, Daniel, this is more self-paced now right? You, you can just leave it. You can go grab a cup of tea, come back. Now, pros and cons, right? Because cons yeah. are, you know, yeah. you can get distracted. Mm -hmm. I totally agree on that. Like, you're, you wake up, you brush your teeth, and you're already in your classroom. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Much time from transportation. For example, like, I have to take two buses to get to university. So wow. for me, now it's like, oh, I just have to walk 10 steps, uh, you know? Oh, totally. And you just save so much time. Exactly. And like that, that time that you use for traveling, for example, like it takes you 20 minutes to school and 20 minutes back. That's, that's 40 minutes. And in mm -hmm. that minutes, you can do so many things. I realized you can do a workout in half an hour or 15 Yeah. Minutes. Brilliant. That was amazing. That's totally. Totally. So Yogi, tell me more about working out. How, um, when did you start exercising? Hmm. So I, I have always been, I like to, I like to say fit, but um, I've got lots of excuses. So who doesn't? Who? Does? Yeah. I mean it. Yeah, and um, how do I put it? I'm thinking of the way. It's. Could you repeat your question again? Yeah, for sure. So just like, you know, um, for example, exercising, you know, some people look at it as a hobby that they just do consistently all the time, whereas mm -hmm. some other people are just like, oh, you know what? I'm not super big into exercising, but quarantine has just given me, um, you know, a bunch of extra time to kind of mess around with. So I was really just wondering, Yogi, you know, with your relationship with exercising, has this been something that you've been like regularly doing for the last couple of years or are you more getting into it now? And just when we talk about exercising, that can mean anything. That can mean yoga. That can mean, you know, just going out on hikes. So it's, it's you know, totally up to you. I, growing up, I lived a very active lifestyle in the sense that I started off martial arts at a very young age, at six years old. Wow. So I did that for good till grade 12 and one more year after that. And on the sideline, my brother and I would go hiking and he's a big gym junkie. He loves yeah. going to the gym. He loves using just weights. Love he's it. That. So he kind of motivated me in a sense. So I've always been um, into not gym gym, but like exercising and like going for a run or just being healthy in general. And coming to university, give, it gave me more of an incentive to like, I have to focus on my health. Like I'm living alone. I've got no one to like constantly be on my back and be like, oh, you have to exercise or you have to eat healthy. It's all about you because it's, you're starting off your life right now. You know, like you're stepping out of your, you're going into an uncomfortable zone and like you're trying to find your place. And I find exercise really helpful in that sense. And yeah. And I used to go to the gym in university, like first year and second year, but last semester I kind of broke my leg, so I haven't, I haven't gone to the gym. 
so slowly easing back into it i've been thank god i'm off my class right now so i'm just using an ankle guard and easing myself into exercises and doing things with low impact so it kind of not hurts mm-hmm. not, not hurt me even more no, good thank you so much for your honesty Yogi. i really appreciate it uh, two absolute gems that I believe you just dropped on us and to everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast. The first one, I think it was so, so important when you said, oh, like, Daniel, there's no one, you know, cheering you on to go out for that run or to, to work out. Whereas it's not like a test, right? We have a prof who's hounding on you about the deadline. So tell me a little bit of the, like, where do you get that self-motivation from you to work out? Where do you get that, you know, like you being your own coach? How does that work? Um, for me, I... I, I, you tend to just realize it for yourself. You're like, what makes you a whole person? What, what do you think you need for yourself? What do you, what do you think that makes you a wholesome person? And you see all these different sections of your life and you're like, okay, if I want to fill out that section to make, to make me seem whole, or like in, in, the, in a perfect world, if I were to be perfect, all these different segments make, make me, right? Totally. So for me, I feel like, okay, I need, I need to have kind of a balance to make that whole pie chart type of thing. So there's like exercising, there's food, there's friends, there's family, there's relationships, there's finances. So for me, like to fill up that segment of exercising keeps me going because I know like it's towards me. It's self-improvement and no, it's a man in the mirror. You know what I mean? It's like you're looking at yourself and you're like, you got to do this for you, you know, and whatever you do it for yourself, other, that's what other people are going to see too, you know? Brilliant. You're completely right. You're completely right. You're looking out for yourself. Oh, I got that message across. It's kind of confusing. No, 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 not at all, my friend. I think, you know, you just being genuine and you being yourself, Yogi, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. And no matter however you want to explain, you, you can never be worse than me because the amount of times I have mumbled on words or mispronounced something or laughed at myself. So don't feel bad at all. Hey, Many people, love Daniel. thank worry. you very much. Let me say this. Many people, Yogi, have already declined my request to be on a podcast where I said, hey, do you want to be in my podcast? And it's not because like they, they didn't want to, but they're like, actually, that was it. They were like, Daniel, like, I just, I don't really feel comfortable. It's kind of weird. I don't like being on camera because you know what? It does take courage because you're, you're putting yourself out there for people to see you. And I, I want to applaud you, Yogi. It's not an easy thing to do. So I, I am very, very, very happy that I'm joined uh, by you here today. It was honestly when you first messaged me and you're like, you know what, can you be on my podcast? And I was like, I was in shock. I was like, are you sure of me? <laughs> I, was so I was like so grateful. There's so, so much emotions and like feelings because I'm never, I'm never in the spotlight. I don't like being in the spotlight. Interesting. I'm not like a center. Of, I don't like being the center of attention. It's just personal. And I feel like like being cornered and like, oh, everyone's watching you right now. Mm. You're under a lot of pressure. So but I felt very comfortable with you because I know you as a person and I know you as a friend too. And like, you kind of have that good dynamic going on. And I was For like, sure. sure, if I, if I want to be, if I have to step out into the world, I have to get, get into lots of opportunities like this. And if I don't be comfortable in, in a place, I have to get used to it and like there's always a starting point for anything so i feel that's that's good that's important and we all need it we all need it you know each day there's a new hurdle for you to get over brilliant yogi i could not have said it better my friend 
you help me. You help me on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I think you you your point is so important, Yogi. Where you know you have something that that makes you uncomfortable or something that you know you don't particularly love. And much like you know about exposure therapy, right? When someone's afraid of something, you actually want to expose them to it gradually, as opposed to completely avoiding it. Now, yeah, damn right. Yeah. Right. Whereas, but it's so easy to avoid it. Right. It's so easy to have feelings for someone and not approach them or to, you know, you're afraid of heights. So you just never go on roller coasters. You have to ease yourself into it. Even if it's not now, then it's when. If exactly. You're saying, like, if you're going to keep turning down opportunities for you to, I mean, it's a great, I mean, doing this, it's a great um, platform, I believe. Like, not just, it just levels up in a friendship. It levels up in our, in our our our, fr- our friendship and like our dynamic and like knowing that I want to know about your mind and you want to know about mine and like we want to share that into the world and the world gets to to know about this you know completely right Yogi I think it's a uh, very interesting thank you you're very welcome I think you know just this idea of two people sitting down and you know being able to think well I'm thinking of an idea and then I want to articulate that idea with words and sometimes, you know, you don't do an amazing job or sometimes you just articulate it in a certain way. And then you're thinking, well, does Yogi think the way that I think? Like, or does she see it from the same perspective or is it a different perspective? And then maybe you have an idea and I have an idea and our ideas combine. And then based off of our discussion, we come up with a whole new idea. And then to someone listening, they might be like, Phew. you're absolutely right. Like, we have to do this, you know, and like, if it's, if we are thinking it, someone else is probably thinking about it too. If some, if, for example, like in my friendship circle, I think in a different way. Do I feel like I'm alienated or like I'm I'm different? But like when coming a podcast and like the audience is a much bigger audience and someone else is is on the oh, same completely, way. completely. They're vibrating the same wavelength, the same words, and you're like okay, I know someone's backing me up on this. And like, I know these are not just strange thoughts, you know? You're 100% right, Yogi. One of the first things that, uh, sorry, were you going to say something? No. No, okay. Yogi, if I, uh, one of the things I'm still trying to work out on this podcast is if I'm talking too much or if I'm talking not enough. So if I'm talking too much, what I want you to do is just make an animal noise. And then that's where I'll know. I'll, I'll start talking a little bit less. thank you just because i've been a big fan since day one since episode one (laughs) that is very kind of you yogi thank you i i appreciate it Uh, but i was just gonna say to build off your point you know i remember being back in like high school and just so like math class i I was the worst in math class i was probably like hands down like the top five worst kids and it wasn't because you know it was my own fault it was just i didn't practice i didn't do any of the homework so obviously you're not going to do amazingly and when it came time to like when the teacher said does anybody have a question I would look around the room and there would be 30 kids and I'd say, wow, nobody has a question. I can't put my hand up now because in that moment, I don't realize, well, Daniel, there's probably three or four other kids who have the exact same question, but it's that fear of rejection, that fear of, you know, what, what are they going to say if I put up my hand? And You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean. Like, you're just so afraid. You're like, is my question valid in a classroom of 30 people? Like, you know, you just step back and you're like, okay, you know what? Never mind. I'll just go to my teacher after class. So like, um, so my friends don't hear me out or stuff like that, you know? Totally. And I feel like you did, you're doing good. Like right now, like even in university lectures, you put your hands up, you're asking questions. It's good. It's that is good. very kind of you, Yogi. It, it took lots of practice. I want to say that to anyone who says, you know, it comes naturally. It, it can't, it didn't come naturally to me. 
I will happily say that I think it is just so many times that you put up your hand that eventually, you know, I would like to think you become desensitized almost. With that said, I still feel butterflies sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I'm completely honest. I go to a new class. I don't know anyone. Put up your hand. There's like 200 kids. It's like, oh, man. It's never the perfect world. It's never a perfect world. So, Yogi, if you were to, if there's someone listening to this podcast right now who is thinking of an obstacle that makes them really anxious. Like, again, it could be, you know, going up to someone who, you know, they have a crush on or even putting up their hand in class or starting a business that they've been pushing off or exercising. What kind of advice could we give them, you know, with respect to what we know about exposure therapy? Sorry? So what kind of advice could we give a person, you know, because we know that avoiding something, you know, is not as good as being exposed to it, right? But then they look at you and they go, well, if I'm exposed to it, I get really anxious. Mm-hmm. What can we say to a person to kind of help motivate them to become exposed to it and to really face their fears? For, for me, it all comes from yourself. If you don't see it, no one else is going to see it, right? Mm-hmm. And if you start within yourselves and you tell yourself, like, I am enough, I'm good enough for this, I'm ready to, to handle the world, I'm ready to put my hands up, I am worthy of all this time, I'm worthy of a question for that matter, I'm worthy of a question to ask in class and, wow. and I'm ready for this, you know? And you keep reminding yourself about it and slowly it becomes a part of you, you know? And when, when, you, and when you start to think about it and your actions speak that, you're like, and you start to realize like, I am this person, you know? I am this, who I am. I am that person standing in the mirror and that's who I want to be, you know? And you keep reminding yourself how important it is. You know, for yourself, do it for yourself. I feel like we always tend to see what other people think that we mislook ourselves. Like we, we, do, we rarely look inward. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you start looking inward, create that self-awareness and know that I need to see it first. I need to acknowledge it. I need to, um, I need to acknowledge it. I need to act on it and create that life I want to have. And if I want, if I have a question, I am worthy of asking it. I am, I'm ready to take on this challenge, you know? I I absolutely love what you said, Yogi. That aspect of being self-aware and really bring, you know, making it a conscious thought, which I'm sure we've heard a bunch, you know, with respects to problems and, you know, the first step of, um, you know, what's the word? Uh, The first step of either, you know, becoming sober or, or, you know, finding a solution is acknowledging the problem or, right? Or acknowledging your goal. So I, I could not agree more. Yeah, it's all about that self-awareness that you have for yourself and how much you want to be to be a better person you know and when you check off all these little boxes of of that like I said you know going back to the whole pie chart of of what you have in mind of yourself and like all these little segments and maybe part of it is like having the courage to walk outside you know having the courage to talk to people having the courage to to do this or to do that and like you check it off and like you shade it in and like that becomes part of your whole you know Completely right, Yogi. Completely right. Yogi, when did you begin to think like this? Um, my whole life, I feel like I've always been outside of this circle that I call my bubble, my comfort zone, mm-hmm. in terms of like, I'm always being pushed to the wall, pushed against in the sense that like, I, I feel like I'm always in a new scenario or a new environment that I have to have to grow you know like it forces you to grow so in doing that like you kind of figure out ways of how how can you ease this process for yourself Mm -hmm. how can you make this process much better for yourself because 
in the end, it's your life, you know, you're going to take yourself to the grave, you know, and you, you want to leave a footprint, you want to leave a legacy behind, you know, and for me, it's like you do it for yourself, and yeah, it's all about, yeah. Really making an impact, I like it, I like it a lot. <laughs> You're having too much fun, what's going on? No, I'm like lost for words. I'm like, <laughs> right there. I was like, oh, please. that's okay, my friend. It happens. It happens. Like, you just lose your train of thought. You're like, where was I going with this? Totally. Where the, was I going with this? The worst is when you're trying to ask a question in a lecture in front of 200 people, and then halfway through, you're like, uh, what was I asking again? <laughs> you're like, wait, whole brain fun right here. Oh, like, what is going on? Where was I going with this question? You know? And you like you gotta like trace back. You're like, okay, this connection, this dot to that dot, and that dot to that dot. Oh, this is the question, you know? <laughs> it's like get the snapping fingers. You're like, yes, this is this is it. This is it. I'm coming back to my train of thought, you know? Totally, totally, totally. I uh, I'm one thing, Yogi, that I feel like you do, which I do as well, is when I sometimes can't find my words, I will try i i will be honest about it so i'll be like oh like i lost my chin of thought or like or like i'll just pause visibly whereas i do know people who sometimes they lose their train of thought but they don't want to make it look like they lost their train of thought so they just really extend what they're going to say and it's so funny to, to listen but, to. I, but I, I feel like some people like they learn it through like you fake it till you make it type of <laughs> so like even if you're stuck like you gotta you gotta cover up you know you gotta have that self self-defense mechanism or like, yeah yeah you know, yeah just, like do something about it you know you put in a situation you you're in that spot right now and you have to come up with something and like leaves you no choice but to try and make up something and good for you if, if that works for you it never happened to me but <laughs> good for you <laughs> i'm sure with practice so uh, yogi my friend um to just shift the conversation a little bit so how how long have you been living uh, on your own now like just with roommates i mean as opposed to with family um about three three years now three years wow now yogi i know that uh, the majority of the people who you know, listen to this podcast are really between that 18 to 22 kind of year mark you know when you're supposed to leave the nest and live on your own and become independent and i, I would really love you know for because i i don't have the experience yet anyways i would love for you just to share some things that you first noticed when you did move away right living on your own living with roommates some things that you liked and maybe some things that you didn't like so much mm. so when i first moved to canada my mom followed me um she helped me um, move in a little bit and she helped me she helped me in the sense that like she she's she's saying like i got you I'm, I'm very thankful for that matter. I'm very thankful I have a mom, a mom and dad like that. So she came with me to Canada and she helped ease me into it. So once she left, it was like, that's when my life alone had to start. And for me, because um, my parents are very strict too. So that certain um, independence that I suddenly got and that certain freedom that I suddenly got, it took me a while to like, I was like enjoying that freedom so much that I was like, hold up, like, is this good for me? Is this, is this what I need in my life? Is this um, gonna help me grow as a person? Do I need this? Do I need that? Do I need these type of people in my life, you know? And it was very tough. It was very, very tough. I can't hide that fact. It's written all over my face, you know? It's, it's a whole journey. And I feel it makes it easier when you find, when you kind of find people who are on the same boat as you. 
and you and you can resonate with them so i kind of found um you make lots of friends my whole life i've been making lots of friends so when i make a lot of friends like it gives me a sense of home homely feeling of like okay i've got some friends this this will be easier for me you know i'm this is not on i don't have it all on my own you know and my first year so it was a very um funny story i came during the summer so i started off my semester in the summer mm. and because of that i didn't have any orientations or whatever and my next orientation is only going to be in september oh. so um i had to make friends somehow right yeah so in classes i remember i was taking psychology the first first year level courses mm-hmm. and and i had to make as many friends as i could because i know i i need i need friends you know i can't be alone especially you in a new country in a whole other side of the world you know and when and sometimes it wasn't easy making friends as, as well so you kind of have to make do with with yourself so i kind of outdoors person being an outdoors person is so good because our university is just right across from the ocean so like we walking down to the beach you know and finding comfort in nature at the same time and within the years that passed um you get more friends and you you realize that your family will always be there you know your, fam- your family is always just one call away besides the time zone but it's just one <laughs> it's just one call away and you you just make peace with it you know you just you really make peace with it you 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 be comfortable in it if that answers your question yes of course it, it, was, it was very tough i remember the the adversities were a lot like you had to get used to a lot of things a lot of things that you'd handle on your own so it really pushed me it really pushed me to the edge and like had lots of breaking points you know lots of um i am done with this i want to go back home you know but at the same time you're like if i went back home i wouldn't have had this opportunity you know to grow as a person and and also when i was when i moved here alone like i found comfort in a lot of things like for example i i picked back i picked up a book again like um started reading more started watching helpful self help videos oh cool instead of um instead of brainless comedy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yogi, sorry to interrupt. Could you name one or two of the books or one or two of the the things that you were listening to? Um so when I first started um there's this Danish author named um Nick Mike Viking. Hmm. Have you heard about him? He's like a I have not my friend. He's a Danish research psych, research psychologist. So he what he does is that his whole life is around measuring people's happiness. Wow. So there's this one book that he has it's called How to Create Memorable Memories. And I would recommend that book so much because mm-hmm. you know as you grow through life you don't sometimes we don't consciously take inventory of all the things that happen in our lives. So I feel like in that book it kind of reminds you to take a step back, you know, realize that um you have to take it all in. You know, it's a moment, live in the moment, make these memories what lasting for a bit so that was one book and the other book was uh, was i don't know if you've heard about mary andrew i have not no so she's also like another self help um author so what she writes about and 
um, it's all it's all about self help and trying to grow and mold into this person that you want to become. Love it. Yeah. That sounds awesome, Yogi. So sorry, I interrupted you. So you're um you know you're listening to this stuff, you know, rather than like the brainless audio and and whatever. And these things are really helping you get through those kind of like uh like breaking point moments. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and um. I, it's very helpful. It's like sometimes you don't see it in that moment itself, but like in the long run, when you look back, you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I remember this." Like, like some words resonate with you, just like an album, you know, just like a music album. Sometimes you 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 pick up an album and you're like, "I can resonate this with my whole entire life right now. My this chapter of my life is in this album," and like you also find comfort in that, you know, like whatever is on the same wavelength, basically, like whatever your vibrations are on and like you attract that to yourself and you're like, okay, you know, like this is what I need right now. And moving forward, you find a different set of things that keeps you going. Brilliant, Yogi. I, I can totally, totally understand where you're coming from. I've definitely heard songs or even poetry or something that's written. You're like, wow, like I can totally think of a scenario that I, I've been in, you know? Um, not to mention all those damn thousands and thousands of millions of breakup songs that all the people who go through breakups are just shedding tears listening to whoever they listen to. Some script or like Taylor Swift. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. This so or like for me, J. Cole. Yeah, I was going to say those sad rap songs. You know, I gave her everything <laughs> and she still left me. Like, oh, <laughs> the R&B, yeah. Can yeah. We get that rap oh, the R&B, goodness. Bring out the tissues, huh? Mm. <laughs> Oh man, oh man. It's been, a journey. it's been a journey. And to think about it, like we're only, well, I'm only 21. I'm not even 21 yet, you know, and you've lived so much of your life and being conscious about these life, I mean, these life moments. And if you think about it, you have like a whole nother three quarter of a century touch wood. Touch wood? <laughs> yeah, somewhere. That's the word. You're right. You're completely right. You're completely right. I'm so happy that you say that, Yogi. I am. Um, I talk to way too many people who are in our, you know, age, and they feel like, unfortunately, they have to have it figured out, right? I remember, you know, talking to people back in high school in grade 10, 11. They're like, you know, I don't know what I want to do, man. I'm losing my mind, and it's crazy because right now I'm talking to people who are getting their master's degree and they're not even really sure what they want to do, you know? And like, I'm like, my big message is like, hey, it's okay. Like, you'll figure it out. And my friends always joke with me, be like, Daniel, like, we're all going to be 60 years old and like homeless waiting to figure it out. And obviously not that extreme, right? But, but you'll figure it out and you have time. Exactly. And like, you're taking steps, you know, you're taking the necessary steps to reach that end in mind that you have in your head or like, you know what you want to become. For example, like if the next two months is, is your a check mark point so be it you know work towards that two months you know you, you may not have your whole future figured out i don't have my whole future me neither my friend me neither but you know you take it step by step you know like for example like right now we're doing our degree so like you take it four years and then after that maybe we'll come into a realization like after we graduate you're like maybe you know and sometimes people even get that that i wouldn't say enlightenment i guess like or like that spark of oh, this is what I want to be doing, like in a job that they never thought they'll be doing. So that's why you always take, a, you always take up an opportunity, you know, like this. <laughs> <laughs> Completely right, my friend. You're right. You're really, really right. Some things just happen. Some things you just, you can't predict them. They can't be planned. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's, that's how life works, you know. You, you just be put into a whole different 
scenario, make do with it, and the whole thing just the whole environment just shifts a whole one eighty. You gotta get used to it too. You don't you're not used to it. You gotta make make do with what you have, right? What do you think about that? Like new new environments and new getting new things, and you're like, how do I handle this? How do I cope with this? I think you. I love the confidence in your voice. And this is why I say I love the confidence in your voice. It's because the, the way that you're explaining, you know, being able to adapt and being able to change yourself to certain situations, I think is so important, especially when you're faced with things that you haven't done before, when they make you anxious, when it's pressure, when you're faced with obstacles, whether it be moving, going to a job interview. And I think it is so, so, so important to, to be okay with change, right? changing your friends, changing your job. And so I think you absolutely nailed it, Yogi. I think it's a very hard thing to do. It's very easy to talk about. But it's, oh, definitely. Like, but honestly, I feel like I'm still learning. Oh, every, new, every new challenge, like there's so much more to teach you. And like something that keeps me going is like, when you know you're at the edge, that's when you'll be getting all of this more pushing. Because you've got nowhere else but to fall, you know? And that's how you know you've reached the end of that cliff and you fall, you get back up, there's going to be another cliff, you've got to get used to it. You're totally right, Yogi. And how good does it feel afterwards when you do it and you look at yourself? Oh, it's amazing. You know, you look back and you're like, oh, that is definitely in my top five most memorable moments and my top five most successful moments in my life. And like, I wouldn't have known that if I didn't go through so much. You know, if I didn't push, pull through without, I mean, you know, like you just keep right. working. You know? it, I mean, like what you said, it's easier said than done. But when you do it and you come out of it and you look back and you're like, oh, damn, I did it, you know? And that certain happiness that you get and like, oh, it's just, it's, it's a whole different feeling, you know, different emotions that arise and you're like, yes, 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 yes. Is there a specific um, time or event that stands out to Yogi where you really remember feelings of kind of anxiousness before it happened and knowing it was kind of a hurdle, but then after you did it, you had that feeling of fulfillment and, and accomplishment? Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, I hope it's not too personal. Like it's too... No, no, no. Whatever you feel comfortable with sharing, it's, it's whatever you feel like. So for me, um, I like getting back to martial arts and stuff, um, I, there was one, I was really being pushed in the sense that like, I knew I wanted to get my black belt in, in this martial arts. So I had to really put in the hours into work and stuff like that. And like a lot of adversities, there's a lot of, um, a lot of troubles that to get, not troubles. Um, there's a lot of hardships in the sense that like physical health wise and you have to keep pushing yourself, keep pu pushing yourself, but knowing also when to take a breather, when to take a break. And so there was once, like, I was aiming for my black belt and I was just pushing myself, me and my um, teammate, we were just, like, pushing ourselves, like, putting in those hours in, doing all that it took, like, coming for classes, like, every weekend, like, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, dedicating this wow. amount of time for for this and like when you finally sit for the exam and like you know with all your heart that you ate not aced it but like you got through it <laughs> and you you made it out alive in alive in the sense that like you did it 
you know yeah you, yeah yeah through it it was all so worth it and it's not about the title that you get but like the reward that that happiness of like I, we did it you know we did it we we got through it together or like even if it's on your own like but for me it was with my teammate so it was both of us in it together so like we knew that we could um lean against one another and when we got through it that sense that happiness that fulfillment that you that we got was just overwhelming that we were like did we just do it and then to go back to a cycle of like just um going for classes like every um fridays and like and saturdays and sundays not seeing each other you're like oh i was so used to it you know yeah 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 and like now it's it's no more i'm like there's something missing what's missing you know totally yeah so i guess that was one of one of it that really made me understand the the amount of um time you to put into something and the reward that you get after brilliant now yo you just for everybody listening to this at home uh, this is aikido correct this yeah this is aikido yeah sorry fantastic no that's okay so yo you know we mentioned earlier you started at the age of 6 Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And how many times a day did you say you excuse excuse me how many days a week did you say you you would practice? Um so when I started off at 6 my like I said my parents were very vigilant in the sense that like they knew how important self defense is for not only being a woman but also as your health. Mm-hmm. So not only were they trying to make make my brother and I busy but also um they used to put us in for initially it was just like saturdays and sundays this is from what my parents told me then once we got to a certain age of where we knew we needed the amount of practice that we would require we started going for more classes so like every wednesdays fridays and then saturdays and sundays and wow. then more um um more higher in terms of ranking of belts mm-hmm. we require more practice i mean of course yeah so it'll be more times of the day you know like if for example like on a saturday like we'll have special classes for this belt and then in the afternoon like you come back like you go for lunch and you take a breather and then you come back for an afternoon class around like 2 p.m. till mm. 3:30 or something like that you know so it's mostly like every weekend so you kind of kept us busy and i mean the reward speaks for itself you know you get to once i got my black belt i could start teaching so and that reward that i get from kids and i'm like they're so happy they they're also learning and it's fun it's a fun environment and they know how important self defense is because like when when i when you teach kids it's like you're looking at a mini mini version of you right mhm so that's yeah. i feel like yeah with practice like everything comes in come into play you know So uh you with all these um amazing positives that you've just mentioned with martial arts and specifically aikido and the role that it's played in your life would you recommend other people to to try martial arts Yeah definitely um self defense is a skill that everyone requires you know especially being i mean yeah this this by people's awareness but self defense is a, is an art it's a skill just like another life skill is another extracurricular that you need it's just like how people play the piano or like how people i hope this is a good um relationship thing but like 
if someone can learn the piano, it's just another skill that you learn, you know, it's just, of course, another, of course. It's just another hobby that you cultivate and like, it becomes a passion, so be it. Like, one of my friends, um, she started, Aik- she started Aikido as well and like, and like now she's a, she moved on to different types of martial arts and like now it's her career. Wow. Like MMA and stuff and I'm like, that's crazy. And like, it all stemmed down from this, you know, it all stemmed, stemmed from um, cultivating that practice and that habit of days. That's incredible, Yogi. Now, Yogi, when you are, uh, you know, practicing in class or when you're teaching kids, do you kind of like, it, do you see the people who are there for the more the self-defense aspect? And are there any people who are there who don't really like self-defense, but they just like it as like an exercise? Yes. Yeah. Um, the adults are mostly for non-self, I mean, really depends, but like more of them are more inclined to um, practicing, getting, getting sweaty, getting sure. physical health. You know, like sometimes not everyone wants to have that, um, I don't know, probably not everyone has that time. And like mm-hmm. on the weekends, it's a great time to like explore this. Like there was a whole family that was learning Aikido and I found that really amazing like, to get your whole wow. family. Yeah, it's like a good bonding activity too. Like your whole family is into it, and you're like, "Wow!" Like the whole family knows how important not just a self defense is, but like a physical activity. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, Yoki, what do you like about? Uh, obviously, this is a, this can be a super huge answer, but what do you like about Aikido with respect to all the other martial arts? What makes Aikido cool? What makes it special and stand out? So the thing I only knew when I when I got when I was like older was that and like you learn the history behind it and like you learn the um um the story behind Aikido and how it all started um Aikido is is an art form of harmony in confrontation so mm-hmm. it's about for example like someone's coming coming at me with lots of energies and all this energy is onto me so what I do is like I receive the energy and I put it back onto you and it's not me. It's like not. It's not my energies. Whatever that you're coming at me with, I'm pushing it back to you. You know. And mm-hmm. it's not about. We don't have so much of um, kicking. We don't have kicking at all in Aikido. Mm. It's all about using the energy that you come at me with, diverting that energy and putting it back to you. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, 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 that makes total sense. Using the other person's momentum to your advantage. Yes. Brilliant. So it's like finding that middle ground where you can intercept the energy and use it and put it back to that person. It's all about like, the story behind Aikido is actually, it all started from um, a spider actually. So the story is kind of interesting. You should really read it up. Yeah. I mean, this the story I'll probably like butcher it up a lot, but yeah. <laughs> That's okay, my friend. That's interesting because story started from the spider. Fascinating. Now, Yogi, I have to ask from a self-defense aspect, um, I have no knowledge in terms of, first of all, tell me about the belt system. How many belts are there in Aikido? Um, so when you start off, you start with a white belt, and then you sit for an exam and you become officially a white belt. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's white, yellow, orange, green, blue, and then there's three levels of brown, and then it, you start off with your blacks. Mm. So black one, black two, black three, you know now generally uh yogi if someone wants to get into aikido just for for self-defense right and let's say they say hey yogi i don't have too much time you know i don't want to become a black belt is there a certain belt where you go you know what daniel like at least get a blue belt or at least make it to brown you can you know you have the basics of defending yourself is there a certain 
belt uh, that stands out? Um, that's not in, in textbook wise, but mm. uh, personal opinion, I would say go all the way till brown at least, because once you, sorry, once you reach that, um, that, uh, that belt level, that, that experience level, you can do so much with what you know. And that knowledge is just growing because it, it's just different variations of the basics. I so see, I get you. In Aikido, basics is very important. So once you get your basics done and worked out, the, the different variations from what you, what you can do all comes from your basics. It all drives down to just these two steps, for example. You know, so I would very say cool. go up to brown belt and you'll fall in love by then and you want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, there's even an Aikido center in Uvic, so. Oh, sick. Fantastic. Now, uh, Yogi, my friend, so now saying that you're a black belt, how many years on average does it take a person to go to Aikido and, and get a black belt, would you say? Ooh, for me, um, for a person, it depends on what age you start and what kind of discipline that you have. Hmm. So I was a very playful kid. I never took anything seriously as a kid. So it took me a very long time. Like like I said, like it took me like for me it it took me six years to get that black belt that I was telling you about. It took me six mm. years. But I feel like a, there's a lot of people who have done it in within a certain amount of period, like much lesser, like three years or even two years because we have exams every month. Right, 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 right. right. To like depends. Like you, you kind of have to measure yourself and like we call them senses like people who are like um for sure i know like your instructors they're the the people marking you in a sense yes so like this your senses will kind of gauge and see like are you ready to take this exam and like mm -hmm. if they feel that you're ready you're more likely to step up on the ladder and go higher much quicker compared to someone who's not as disciplined gotcha good good and, and that's how it should be right yeah that's very important. So it teaches you patience and being disciplined. Amazing, Yogi. Amazing. Those are two such important uh, things to have. Good. The reason why, like, I know, like, I don't know if you were expecting me, like, to push so deep into this martial arts thing. And, um, you know, the, the big thing that really sparked an interest with me was, one, you know, not just the discipline, from, you know, going to class to class and having the patience to, you know, give me the belt, give me the belt. But um, one thing that I think is hurting the martial arts world in general is I think that there are a lot of clubs out there who kind of throw away belts, right? They throw them in terms of marketing, in terms of promotion. So oftentimes it's unfortunate, but I have met a person, this is a story actually, I'm, I'm at the swimming pool and there's this kid, maybe 12 or 13 years old. And as he's walking past me, he says, you know, I just black, got my black belt today. And I'm like, no way. I'm like, how old are you? And he's like, 12. I'm like, okay, I'm like, which art? And I do not remember. He said either karate or something else. I'm like, oh, um, all right. Like, how long have you been practicing? It's like two years. And then I say, have you done anything else? He's like, yeah, I've also done Tai Chi. And he named two or three other things. Maybe Aikido, maybe uh, Judo. And I just remember thinking like, man, like I kind of feel bad. Not, not for like, not looking bad at the kid, but you know, I feel like when, when you have a black belt, there are certain, what's the words I'm looking for? There's a certain expectation, right? that you have a certain level of, I don't want to just say maturity, but that you've put in, you know, hours and hours of practice. So when someone says, Daniel, you know, it took me six years, I'll say, that's fantastic. If someone says, Daniel, I've been doing jujitsu, it took me 11, 12 years to get a black belt, I'll say, that's fantastic. The moment when someone says, hey, Daniel, I got a black belt in eight months, that's kind of weird, you know, that's kind of worrying to me. 
definitely like I, it's like what you said like it can be very commercialized in the sense of like oh it's very uh, based on how much money you can how much mm-hmm. money you've got to use it in this amount of time you just want to push yourself but for me i feel like everything comes with patience and your 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 teachers your senses are the best people to kind of gauge your your success in the art because there's a lot of basics for me because i don't know about other martial arts but i've heard i've heard a lot about i mean i've heard a lot but i've not personally been in any classes to talk about it i really respect your honesty yeah so for me aikido is the only one i can base on and for me aikido is based on principles on principles on principles good i'm happy to hear that so good as as as, as being a, a instructor in the in this art right you see a lot of kids coming in and like after they reach yellow belt for example so that's like three belts i mean white and confirmed the white and then it's yellow mm-hmm. after yellow belt they leave because mm-hmm. they didn't have that patience to stick around longer and like learn the art a bit more you know i was so, just going to ask that i was going to say why do you think so many people leave and I, i think you're totally right it is a patience thing but at the same time like we have we have we are in a generation where everything every everyone wants something fast paced that they're not willing to like take the time to slow down and look at it at every stage or at every level so it's all about you and how much you want to grow you know how much you're willing how much time you're willing to put into something I completely agree Yogi. it really is you know self awareness and I love you know when you I don't remember what the context was but you basically said oh well then you know it depends on the individual and how much time they're putting into it right which I'm sure someone could get a black belt in 4 or 5 years but they you know they're an animal I'm sure they're training 6 times a week you know professionally but if you're going once a week and you're socializing for most of it it makes sense that it's going to take you longer mm-hmm. definitely right and who is in your classes can you grow with with the group or do you have to have a separate class just for yourself mm. then so yeah some some arts do offer like personal one on one and those are probably for people who are really really interested or like they really want to go fast paced and they can't necessarily work in a group mm. good so, so there's several options it's really a lot of options so no excuses you know that type of thing Like if you want to learn an art you go you put your whole heart into it like you know if you want to learn something you put your whole heart into it have that passion go for it you know don't let that fire don't let that flame die off I like it my friend I like it I like it So uh you know not to like completely you know change the conversation but I really wanted to to ask you about um vision boards and and your thoughts about vision boards and and you know for so for someone who doesn't know what a vision board is would you mind explaining it Yogi Ooh, I wouldn't mind at all. So, <laughs> so in your head, like when you think of vision boards, like vision and having a board. So when you when you think of visions, like what does vision mean to you? What do you? What is your definition of a vision? What where do you see yourself? Or like where do you see a project going? You know. So for example, like um, I have a vision of I want to build my own house. You know. Love have, it. all these ideas of like what i want to put into that into this house or like how the roof should be how the landscape should be how the windows should be should it be more of a wooden flooring or like a um parquet or like tiles or marble you know and you have all these ideas 
and thinking about it is one thing but when you actually jot it down or when you write it down or like when you have visual aids you stick it up you stick it up you have a space of where this is just for my vision this is just for me to see every day and remind myself that this is where i want i want this to go this is where i see this going you know and like i said it's all about being specific of what you want right so for example if i see my house having glass windows and a certain certain type of landscape i get pictures to help with it i draw if i have to sketch i'll sketch or if i have to like take it out from a magazine or take it out from pinterest or something you stick it up see it every day remind yourself what you're working towards hustle get that bread do whatever that you have to do and when you when you see it coming and like you see all these visions on your if you see all these pictures on your vision board and like and then you have to do it you have to physically do it and then like you you make your own house and you build your own house and you see all of this and you're like it just came up you know you're like i i was looking at it from in my mind it was in my mind and i put it on paper i wrote it down and like now it's physical it's like in person i can physically touch it and you're like no way we did that and like i did that and like it's in person it's real life it's becoming you know so i feel vision boards are helpful in the sense in that way it's like where do you see this going or like where do you see a project for for yourself or like a house or whatever it is or for yourself you know that was a brilliant answer holy smokes you that was gold that is absolutely that's a youtube clip right there oh the importance God. of vision boards <laughs> oh man so yogi i have to play because i i 100 agree with you i'm in the exact same boat but if i have to play devil's advocate here mm -hmm. if someone listens to what you just said about vision boards you know and they might say well you know that stuff doesn't actually work does it or that's just um i, I don't know that's just a weird coincidence like is there is there any like science behind it like if we talk about the psychology aspect of you know writing those things down seeing it visually does like is it scientifically like does it also support that that it will make it more likely to happen scientifically meaning biological like in your in our minds and in our body or like more of a psych um emotional aspect to it oh let's talk about both you tell me about both ooh, ooh, this, this is just your opinion so there's no wrong answer all right fair enough so for me emotionally um you know as we grow up as we as we age we we face a lot of rejections and tying back down to like who you are as a person right and um when when you face all this rejection it's like more negatives than positives mm. so and in your mind it's like you've always like you've grown to to be accustomed to like more negatives than positives so when you see a vision like when you see a project and like you see like something that you want to do like you have all these doubts and uncertainties in these are i mean i like to think it's like limiting beliefs it's like what is holding you back from what you actually can do so when you have all these ne negative um things in your head it kind of overcrowds the positives so what personally i do is like affirmations so i remind myself daily that i i am fully capable of doing such and when i keep reminding myself that like not only does my body vibrate with that like i attract those vibrations as well if it's a very spiritual feel to it but it's just my personal opinion you know so like 
when your body starts, I mean, to be honest, it's actually kind of scientific as well because we all matter, right? And as a solid matter, everything does vibrate. You know, like imagine like atoms vibrating, same thing. So like when we vibrate, like you kind of attract like vibrations, like um, people who are on this, I mean, things that are on the same wavelength or like same vibrations that you can tune yourself into. Mm-hmm. when you keep reminding yourself of how much you're capable of and then like you put it down on paper like you see your vision boards you get reminded of it and then when you and then when you actually do it and you're like i knew i could do it you know like you see it happening and then you see it becoming and then you're like this is it this is it like you are capable of it and you just got it done and this is the proof to show you that you got it done you know that must feel that much more fulfilling, knowing that you planned that, you thought about it, you wrote it down, and then boom. Exactly. Exactly that. And, yeah. yeah. Just to add my two cents to that, Yogi, I, I 100% agree with everything that you just said. I feel as if sometimes, and I'm, I'm included in this, or I was anyways, you know, when you hear those fancy slogans of just think about it or tell yourself you're good enough, it's very easy to think, well, that doesn't actually work, right? There isn't any science behind that. You're just making that up or that's what hippies do. You know what I mean? But, you know, us both being from a psychology background, there is a therapy that is called cognitive behavioral therapy. And we both know all that is, is you go sit down where you have a psychologist and he begins to not uh, almost deconstruct your beliefs about yourself. So, and it is, it is going back to those affirmations. So if someone is telling themselves, you know, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I can't do it. That's what you go to cognitive behavioral therapy for. So when you say things like, hey, affirmations work, there really is, a, a, you know, the, the statistics do support it. 100% does. Definitely. I feel like when we say those kind of things, it's like you're making it a part of your life. You're making it a part of you. So when you say like you're not enough, like it doesn't, like you're not enough or like um, you're not capable of such things, like you're not worthy of love or not worthy of time or patience, <laughs> that would become you. And that is what you're going to portray to everyone and that's how everyone's going to see you because that's just how energy radiates. But if you turn on the flip side and you keep telling yourself like how much you're worth, how important, like, how important you are as a person, how much you matter to the world, how much um, you're worthy of such things, and you keep reminding yourselves, you keep reminding, you get your body moving in a way, you, you start to think differently. You start, like what you said, like how you are, you're an optimistic person. So you start, you start seeing all the positive sides to it. Mm-hmm. And then you are that, you know, you are who you say you are, you know, you are that person in the mirror and that is you. So there's really no one else that can come between you and you, you know? That's my favorite quote of all time, Yogi. That really is. Yeah. I that really is. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I just, I heard a different version. Like, you are what you think you are, but it's the same thing that you just said. You know, it yeah. really is. It's your thoughts. Exactly. I feel it's very important, very, very important to, to pick yourself up, to remind yourself how much you're worth, and put that as a part of you, you know? And for example, like I've had, I've had a friend, like she, she, she went through a lot. She went through so much of things in her life and she didn't let that become part of her, but that is part of her identity. But 
Did she choose to show it? Did she choose mm. to show it in a way that people would look at her differently? Nah. She chose to be this confident person. She chose to be this strong, independent person and capable of so much more than what her past is and more than what her troubles are. I'm so happy to hear that, Yogi. You're right. It really, really is, you know, not what's happened to you, but your, your perception of it, how you respond to it. I'm extremely happy to hear that. It's all about, you know, like what you said, being positive about things, being an optimist, optimistic in that sense, you know? Because you are your own cheerleader, you know? Love it. When like, especially when you're alone and like, like for example, like a thousand miles away from home and like you have to kind of pick yourself up and like if no one else is around you and like, you know, like you have to do this for yourself. And like, if you want to succeed, you do that, you do it for yourself, you know? If you see yourself as this type of person, whatever you have that image of yourself, you build towards that. And then when you do become that person in a perfect world, there's always something you're gonna learn, you know? And then you become it, you look back and you're like, this is what made me, you know? It's all about the specifics, even when, when you're doing your, your, your affirmations, that is. Mm -hmm. You're that's such a good way to look at it, Dewey. I could not agree more, my friend. I could not agree more. And I'm always thinking, I mean, I, I feel like I'm just an amateur in anything. Like, there's always so much to learn. So if you have any tips, Daniel, please. Tell me. <laughs> We're all just learning here, my friend. We're all just learning. Um, if there's one thing that I, not that I regret, but that it's kind of weird when people ask, like, oh, you know, what's the channel called? What's the, the podcast called? And when I say Daniel teaches, you know, I, I never want to give off the messages if like, oh, like I have all the answers, you know, because I, I don't like, frankly, and me and you're in the same boat, Yogi, I'm totally learning as well. And I feel like, you know, a lot of the times what, what is good is, you know, when you're genuine and when you're authentic and when you're like, you know what, I don't have the answers. However, let's look at the answers together. You know, let's, let's go on the journey together, the journey to self-awareness. And I feel like that is just such a, such a wholesome and healthy way for people to bond. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have my two cents in it and you have your two cents in it and like we kind of meet at that middle ground and then what we can do with that middle ground is on a whole different level. Totally, exactly. Like imagine like I am this whole energy ball, right? And you're that whole energy ball. And like when we mash those two energy balls together, like the whole world, you know, it's like so if we all get together as, as people and like as different individuals with different ideas and perspectives there's so much we can do you know there's nothing that's gonna stop you know i mean nothing gonna stop in the sense that like there's there will always be someone with an answer you know there'll always be something that would project you into a different level like a level up for that matter i brilliant yo one thing that i really love about what you said is you know if I think about the kind of person that you are, someone who is, it's funny because you said you don't like being in the spotlight, but you are such an extroverted, kind, like really open and outgoing person. And basically just to, you know, reiterate my point, it's like, you know, I'm, I love that we both think the same way, but however, there are people there who, you know, I don't know what terminology to use, but, but they're, you know, they're the ones who are never wrong, right? They're the ones who have all the answers. They're the ones who kind of hold themselves as more superior to other people. And when you do have those people, sometimes it can be really, really hard to try to collaborate with them. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And sometimes maybe you're not supposed 
we're not supposed to like you attract like-minded people people who are on the same wavelength as you and as you grow like sometimes this circle of people like or whoever you hang out with they either shrink or they grow as a as you grow and that, that's good for you and maybe sometimes people like that like um you can't vibe with I don't know if it's a good word, but like maybe you can't vibe with that person. And so be it, you know. There's this not everyone is gonna like what you believe in. You know, but as long as you know that at this point in time, with everything that you know, you're you're this, like you're this person, and like you're constantly growing, and like you have that mindset, you know, Daniel. You know that I've got so much more I can learn. And with whatever knowledge that you do have right now, it's like you're here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine how much more you can do if, and like you're open to learning, you know, like oh, yeah. it's like it's not like a constant shape, you know, like you're always either expanding, you know, it's so like you keep growing, you, keep, you really keep growing. There's no end, there's no dead end, you know, like even if it, there's a dead end, it's not exactly a dead end, like you just keep going. You just have to agree more. I agree, my friend. I completely agree. We're ever changing, ever evolving, ever adapting, leveling up, I should say, like an iPhone update. Exactly, every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every year we've got something. Yeah, exactly, my friend, exactly. Yogi, you know, like, even though this is, like, you haven't been on any other podcasts before, have you? No? Okay. Yogi, look at how amazing you're doing. Like, holy shoot, dude, good on you. Seriously, look at you. You got, you got like the nice webcam set up. All of your painting is in the webcam on like another person. Your lighting looks awesome. It's as if you're the host and I'm the guest. Like just <laughs> I'm adjusting oh, it right now. I'm like, is it okay? Are you sure? Oh, it's good, dude. It's good. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, hey, Yogi, I've had an absolute pleasure talking with you. Um, is there something that, that you, that like, you just want to get off your chest, a certain topic or something that comes to mind that you're like, oh, I've been thinking about this for a while. Like, is there, like, absolutely anything? Could we have to do anything with anything? Yeah. Certain thing that you saw in the news, certain movie that you watched, like, go check this out, certain music, or really anything. Yeah, um, recently I watched a movie called Age of Adeline. Have oh. you watched it? I have not, my friend. What's that about? So, it's a story about this, this lady, how she never ages. She got struck by lightning and somehow in her neurons, they had a very scientific explanation in that. Okay. It's very interesting. I would highly recommend it. So, Yogi, uh, is this on Netflix? It's on Netflix, exactly. It's on Netflix. I totally recommend it. My, one of my roommates told me about it. Like, I've heard about it, but I never watched it. Okay. And when she told me about it, I was like, okay, sure, it's a good movie night type of movie. <laughs> and it's about how this lightning strikes this lady at this age and she forever stays at that age. Wow. So she goes through different, I mean, not different lives, but she goes through life being at that certain age. So as people around her are growing old and passing away, um, she's still alive. Mm. So her past comes back. I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but like her past comes back and like she's stuck in this um, dimension where she does not know what to do and like how to approach the situation but she kind of makes do and I feel like it's very you know like like how I mentioned earlier sometimes like when you're thinking about certain things and thinking about certain things and like certain things pop up in your life that you needed so mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. movie was the one that sparked me oh amazing and so I feel like that was very good and like 
like a gift in disguise type of thing and it made me think there's a lot of beautiful concepts in the movie that i really appreciate like the visuals were amazing the actress was phenomenal like the way i I think her name is um i I can't i can't really chase it but phenomenal acting um movie was just so good and the concepts behind you just have to watch it basically yeah right so what was the name again yogi what was it called Age of Adeline. Very cool. Awesome. What about you? Any recommendations? Um, let's see. Any recommendations? Man, it's uh, it's been a while since I've you know just scrolled through Netflix. What? My go-to is you're gonna ask me what I usually watch, huh? Sorry. Was that the question? You're like, hey, what do you usually watch? Was that was that what you're gonna ask? No, I was about to ask you how your quarantine is going. Oh, gotcha. Thank you very much. The quarantine's going well, my friend. Quarantine is going well. I um, you know, just going back. If I was to watch Netflix, it's usually stand-up comedy because that just puts a smile on my face. Dave Chappelle. Uh, that that would be the number one. Dave Chappelle is uh, is my number one. He's amazing. He's so he can be a little bit. Um, he can use some explicit language for anyone who doesn't know. Um, but um, he is quite humorous, definitely. Uh, now, the interesting thing, Yogi, that you bring up the quarantine is, and I hope that people don't you know want to beat me alive after I say this. Listen, it's a terrible situation. Okay, people have lost their lives, people have lost their jobs financially. A lot of people are in a tough time right now, especially if they're going through paycheck to paycheck. This is not a good situation. If you're hearing me, this is not a good situation. However, if I have to find a positive and a negative, I will say, Yogi, I have never spent more time working on podcasts, exercising, reading books, playing guitar, like, like all the excuses that I would make back in February and March. Oh, I can't make a podcast. You know, I, I got to go to school or I can't work out. I have, you know, X, Y, Z. It's as if someone said, okay, Daniel, this is what's happening. You have all the time in the world now. If you don't work on your podcast, if you don't work on YouTube, it's not a matter of time management. It's a matter of discipline and passion because maybe you don't love it as much as you think you do. So it's, it's been really, really, it's been a great time to reflect, Yogi. It's been a great time to reflect. I 100% agree on that. Like, every external factor is out of the equation is just you. Whatever you wanted to do, this is your opportunity to do it. And no one's going to push you for it. No one's, no one's going to be on your back about it. It's all about you. And just making use, making the most out of the time. Like, and taking precautions, obviously, you know. Mm-hmm, I 100% yeah. agree with what you said like it's a great opportunity basically like you make use of it and like like what like what you've been doing you've been putting up podcasts and YouTube videos every day <laughs> yeah like you've got clicks like you're on it you know you're so you're trying, my friend. You're trying. only with your support thank you thank you thank you thank you you're most welcome there you go you go you do you you know we try my friend we try we try to do ourselves <laughs> like no other <laughs> oh man uh, but yeah, so uh, it's been interesting. It's been interesting to stay productive. Um, one thing that I found very interesting is for the people who, you know, like the friends of mine who don't normally go out, like to parties or anything, it's just like another day, right? They still they stay home, they play video games, they have a fantastic time. And I'm, I want to ask you a question about this too. The friends of mine who are really social, who go out every weekend and, you know, like their whole, they're like, you ask them, hey, what's your hobby? And it's hanging out with friends. I found like those friends of mine are having a much, much harder time adjusting. Because they, they don't have other hobbies like reading books or, 
or you know what I mean? Like, like journaling or any of that stuff. So I was curious, you know, not to name any names. I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but like, do you, do you see that some friends are handling a little bit better than others? Or if you have really outdoorsy friends, how have you found that they're, you know, coping with this whole situation? So one of my close friends, she's more of a, she's more of an introvert, I would say. And certain times she could be an ambivert, but mostly she's an introvert. And you would, you would think that she's finding this situation much easier, but she's finding it very tough because she's forced in a situation where she has roommates, so she has to constantly be with them. Oh. So it's kind of tough. But she's making time with it, and like she knows, like I need time for myself, and that's that's why we have our that's why we have separate rooms for everything, you know. Like we have our room, it's our space, our personal space. So what she told me was that she she finds herself being in a room more, and like it's more difficult for her. But at the same time, like this kind of forces us to sit with ourselves, you know. I don't know. I feel I feel sometimes we throw that word around too much, but. Um, when we force us, like when when we have nothing else but to look inward, and you know that that's where our inner engineering comes in. You know, like where we can work on ourselves even more, and like what like what you say, like whatever we've been putting off or like procrastinating about, like this is the time. You know, this is the time to work on something. This is the time to um, do what what you always wanted to do. You know, I mean, personally for yourself, for your growth, you know? I mean, this I mean, not being able to um, um, go outside, basically. Really well put. People really get to, to sit with themselves, you know? And, and I love that. I love that it, you know, it does go back to self-awareness, right? It does go back to, well, you know, what can you do to make yourself as happy as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Whether with respect to productivity and just health and, and staying busy. Yeah, and I, I have some friends too that um, they just walk in a park because, I mean, it's not with a whole group of them. And like, mm-hmm. you know, just take, taking a regular walk um, down down the hill, up the hill, just to get some sun in, open up the windows, you know, get some good airflow going on, not just stuck with that same, you know, air that we breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And, and I find that's very important, you know, like having that good circulation going on in your house. I don't know if you're a firm believer of like energies and like um, knowing that you are what you surround yourself with. Oh, for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. 100%. Oh yeah. With like the group of friends that you're around. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I've heard this, that you are the, you are a reflection of the closest five people that you're with. Mm, I've heard of that. I've definitely heard of that. What do you think about that? Do you believe in that? Hmm. See, there's a very fine line because, like, when you when you say the five closest friends, like, is it proximity? Is it in mind or like your best? Mm. Because I mean, in this quarantine, like, you're being forced to to be with with people that you not you may not necessarily call your best friends, and like, mm-hmm. this quarantine, it kind of expedited it, and like, you you become closer than ever. Like, it could go the opposite way as well, you know. That's a very good way to put it. Thank you. I mm. hope. I hope it makes sense. No, no, definitely. Oh, it definitely did. Um, I, I definitely, you know, when I hear about that, I can see arguments from both sides. So I can look at some friends and be like, actually, like, we're almost like nothing like each other. But then other friends, it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I hang out with this guy because we have the same humor. Or, you know, I hang out with this guy because we both love these deep conversations. 
So I think there's definitely an aspect of, um, you know, it, it works, right, depending on the individual, maybe not with everybody, but to, to a degree, to a degree. But to a degree, yeah. To a certain extent, you know, you all, you make it work. Somehow, with time, you kind of um, evolve, I guess. Like, even in this format, in this love format, this four weeks of, you just, not necessarily to turn a whole 180 on something, but you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your your beliefs or whatever. And like in this four weeks that you've probably picked up a book and like it totally changed your whole pers- pers- perspective on different things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's your growth at this time, you know? Oh, yeah. You choose to grow. Like some people grow in terms of like um, what I cook for today. You know, some people grow in terms of like how, do, how well do I work with myself? You know, it's very personalized. Very, very personalized. You're right, Yogi. We're always evolving. I'm evolving. In fact, I've evolved over this podcast. I'm not the same man that pressed record. Exactly. I'm slightly more handsome. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but no, no, you're right, though, Yogi. It really is. It is. It's constant changing and it's evolving. And I, I love your attitude with um, changing your mind. I think that is such a good thing to do. Which not obviously not extreme, but you know, being able to be like, you know what? I thought this way, but now you know, taking some more time, I realized that this is what I think now. I know that was like a bit of a, what's the word? Like I just sidetracked into a different road. But I think it's important to be able to change your mind. But that's true though. That's really true. That's really 100% true. I know, um, I know some people who, unfortunately, they, they change their minds too quick. So like one moment, they're like, yeah, man, I love this guy. He's the best guy in the world. And then two days later, like, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. I despise him. And they're really extreme. But I also know people who think a certain way for, let's say, a few years. And even if they've changed their mind, it's that little bit of like, okay, I've dug so deep into the hole. If I say I've changed my mind, people are going to, you know, either make fun of me or talk about me back. So going, oh, what happened? You said that you believed in, you know, X, Y, Z. And I just, I think it's so, so, so healthy to go, you know what? Like, like I was wrong. Like, I, this is what I believe. And I changed my mind. And that is totally okay. Because like you said, people change. You're allowed to recreate yourself. You're allowed to, to remold or like, re, like re-engineer yourself, you know, to this person that you are today. Completely, like, completely right. You are not your past, you know. You are not who, you, who I saw you like at the beginning of first year. You know how much people grow, how much people change, especially experiences grow you, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Everything that you've been through, all those events, all those obstacles that you've overcome, 100%. Yeah. And I guess that's how you grow, you know? That's really how you grow. When, you, when you're put into a situation or like, for example, this quarantine situation, how you choose to make use of it, how you choose you want to do certain things that's mm-hmm. you know that's how you, that's that's how your growth looks on you you know you're completely right you're completely right it's in your hands yeah it's in your hands like you create your own well you create your own life you know oh yeah with, with what you can right with, with what's at your disposal mm-hmm. i agree 100 percent. man anything that we didn't cover yogi anything that we didn't talk about Ooh. we didn't really have a script like there's no script for anything yeah it's- isn't that isn't it cool this way though doesn't it feel just more natural just letting the conversation kind of flow it feels like a regular conversation with good you. good i'm so happy to hear that very regular conversation yeah. very true very um it's very humbling and it's very um 
this is you, this is me, and like we are all people, you know. And yeah, res- a lot of respect for you, though. That's very kind of you. We thank you a lot for you too for for accepting my request and and coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so, for the opportunity. If not, I wouldn't have gone anywhere with this. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Uh, Yogi, my friend, if uh, the people listening to this podcast, if they want to find you, if they want to check out your content, what, what's uh, some of your social media handles? Ooh, um, on Instagram, it's Y-O-G-H-I-N-I with three the eyes after it. So it's just Yogini. That's my name. Um, but I, to be honest, like this podcast is just a conversation between two people. There's no like certain specific topic that we had to, sorry, that we had to um, dive into so deep, you know, like we're just generally talking about our everyday. Oh, for sure. But what if one person was like, you know what? I totally agree. Like the part where she was talking about spirituality and energy, that really spoke to me. I want to check, check this person out. So then they might go to your IG, find all those amazing photos and be like, wow, like I just found my new role model ig influencer right right i'm sure one thing that we said totally resonated with somebody and with different people i would imagine and that's okay maybe we just needed this conversation to talk about things you're completely <laughs> right my friend you're completely right hey my friends thank you so much for joining me on the daniel Cheese experience thank you yogi for being an absolutely wonderful guest i wish everybody a fantastic day and uh, i will see you guys next time thank you daniel thank you